Good evening to all the undead ghouls and monsters. We are your horror hosts for tonight's Last Rites. And tonight is episode 14. We're going to be talking about horror comedy. So what's up out there, Monster Squad? Uh, but before we get underway, uh, tonight uh, we are unofficially sponsored by Liquid Death. And tonight we are drinking Severed Lime. That's right. Let's do it. So thank you for murdering our thirst. Death the Plastic. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Mm. All right. Bubbly. Bubbly is right. <clears throat> okay, so tonight we have uh, quite a list. It's not very many, but we got ones that we're going to talk about, and then we have some honorable mentions. Olin brought this to me and said, uh, hey, let's do some horror comedy. And I said, fuck yeah. Yeah, something more uh, more lighthearted, right? Yeah. yeah. Coming up towards the end of the year, you know, we haven't really talked about other than just like singled out movies, but we never like actually put together like a list. So these are kind of uh, our list of the um, right, quintessential like... Yeah, uh, the more prominent uh, comedies and horror. Yeah. Ones that I could just watch over and over. Yeah, some of these, uh, they're even in, uh, one of them is even in my top 10. So, yeah. And uh, oh yeah, another <laughs> one is just a classic one that I just watch pretty much every year as a sort of ritual that I have around Halloween. So we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, I, well, one of them I used to watch religiously all the time, but then it just one of those things that just kind of fell out. Yeah. I, I have it on DVD, so I just as soon as I stopped really watching physical DVDs and I was watching everything that was all digital. Oh right. Yeah, it, it became one of those things that I just uh, I just forgot about. But I'm glad that I got a copy of it. It's not the best copy, but I'll find a better copy coming up soon. But yeah, I think I'm gonna get back into the habit of uh, of watching this guy. Also, the other one I used to watch religiously with a buddy of mine that lived down here before he moved. That was one of our favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, it happened with the uh, the new streaming services, right? Like the format is sometimes these movies are in and sometimes they, they take them out or they put them in another streaming service will pick it up and uh, you, you kind of just sort of fall out because of that. Yeah, yeah, I hate that when they uh, they they deem that uh, your region doesn't need this movie anymore and they're going to just remove it. It's like, what? Yeah. It's like you're a streaming service. The movie should be there forever. If I want to watch it any fucking point, I should just be able to turn it on and, and watch it. Yeah, and find it, yeah. Like, I'm paying for your service, so I want to watch this goddamn movie. What do you want to get started with? You want to go in row order of alphabetical, or do you have ones that you want to talk about more than others? Um, no, no, we can just go, um, this list you have up in front of us looks, looks good. Okay, yeah, let's do that one then. All right, so we'll start with Young Frankenstein. So Young Frankenstein's uh, Mel Brooks movie. <coughs> Uh, 1974. It was actually co-written with Gene Wilder, and a funny story about it is uh, Gene Wilder said that he would totally do this movie if Mel Brooks was not in it. Uh -huh. So, but Mel Brooks is featured in it, just only as a portrait. As a portrait, right? Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's the grandpa. He's Victor. Yeah, he's he's the old grandpa, uh, which I thought was totally funny. But yeah, great movie. Yeah, one of my favorites. Like I said, this one's like my ritual movie every uh, around Halloween time. Is one of the ones I, I like to watch because it's so much like the classic monster movies from the 30s and the 40s, but it's chock full of like jokes and uh, gags and uh, there's, there's literally a laugh like every, I don't know, like couple minutes, pretty much every scene has to have a laugh and like they're just really good. A, a lot of the, the, 
the gags and the jokes are so silly and so simple, but like they work every time. Like every time I watch this movie, no matter how many, like I said, I watch it pretty much religiously every year, and it always makes me laugh. Always, like it doesn't not fail. Doesn't doesn't go stale. It doesn't get old. It just it's it's so good. Yeah, yeah, I, I love this movie too, I, and I especially loved how it was filmed in black and white to keep it uh, as traditional feeling, even though it was more modern to to what the original like Frankenstein uh, was. Yeah, this, the <coughs> first time I watched this movie was kind of randomly. Um, my pops just sort of uh, we were waiting for something, and he was just like, "Hey, let's pop in in, in the theater real quick, and we'll watch a quick movie, and then move on to like whatever." whatever's next uh, and in the day and we just walked into this movie and i had no idea you know what i was walking into and i must have been like maybe eight years old or something and um yeah ever since then i i, I fell in love with this movie and that was basically the first mel brooks thing ever that i saw so oh wow so after that you know i was a big mel brooks fan yeah mine wasn't until later uh, i actually watched Spaceballs as my first mel brooks movie okay that's a good one but that's what kind of got me into the the mel brooks uh art like after I watched Spaceballs, someone was like telling me, oh, have you, have you seen this movie or have you seen this movie? And I yeah. was like, no, I, I, I haven't seen any of these other ones. Like, let's let's start watching them. So then we basically took like a couple weeks and just every day we'd watch a new Mel Brooks movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. History of the World. Like, that was fucking great. Yeah, that one's a good one. Like I just, Blazing I, Saddles. Yeah, Blazing. Oh, my God. Blazing Saddles. I was in tears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely a movie that cannot be redone like now. Oh, like, no, no. Even if they did, it would be so like dumbed down it just wouldn't be the same yeah no no absolutely not that, that's one of those <coughs> movies that it can, cannot be remade it's, it's just impossible yeah yeah he's got yeah he's got so many movies under under his uh his working titles it's just it's crazy like how fucking how funny this guy is just and then the then the people that he has that surrounds him like his cast of characters that he he has uh like his uh his same was it like the recurring uh, yeah the recurring uh actors and yeah. and actresses that that uh play in his movies yeah a lot of these guys uh, have worked with him several times more than once at least uh, Madeline Kahn uh Marty Feldman Gene Wilder obviously was in Blazing Saddles so was uh, Madeline yeah they they seem to uh, have built a really good team around those those years, and they made some absolute gems. Yeah, yeah. So back to this movie. Yeah, this movie is awesome. Uh, just the whole like synopsis story of like trying to redeem uh, Frankenstein's name, basically. Yeah. You know, and then but he's like following in his like his uh, grandfather's footsteps, like uh, uh, Cloris Leachman. She plays uh, Frau. Uh, uh, Frau Bluchen? Yeah, Blucher. Blucher, which is yeah. funny because every time they say her name, like you hear you hear a horse uh, neigh in the background. Yeah. So I've never actually figured out like if her name has something related to do with like horses or if it's like a like a derogatory slang and stuff like that. And that's why it's thrown. Like, I don't I don't understand the joke. It's funny when they say yeah, it, but yeah, I don't understand the actual the full concept of the joke. Especially because Chloe's Leachman, her reaction every time. You hear the horse. She, she, her reaction is always like, "Oh my god, this fucking horse again!" <laughs> but uh, I went through a rabbit hole in the internet trying to look for the answer to that, and uh, there is no real answer. Uh, there's there was um, like a conspiracy theory of sorts that uh, the word "blucher" means glue in German, so that's why <laughs> uh, the like horses. But it came 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 out not true. Uh, the, the the word. They have two words for, for glue in German, which I don't remember now, but 
they sound nothing like Blucher. The closest I got to maybe a, a, a real answer is that uh, Mel Brooks was sort of parodying this thing where like every time, like, like in the, the old timey uh, soaps or TV shows, every time uh, you said a, a villain's name, there would be like lightning or something would fall or somebody would drop something. So it's like a <laughs> recurring thing. So he was trying to like recreate that, I guess, but... I, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that being the answer. That, that's too. a little more feasible, right? Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't get a straight answer out of the internet, uh, surprisingly. Yeah, well, it just proves that the internet does not know all. That's right. <laughs> that's funny, though. Like, I, I could totally see that being the actual answer. Um, and it makes sense, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying with the with the villains and the sound effects that you know that you really because you hear it and you know it's about that villain. Right. And so same thing with her. Every time her name is mentioned, the damn horse is going on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's funny. And then you got Marty Freeman, who is uh, he's not Igor, but he's Igor. He's Igor, yeah. yeah. And and his shtick is the uh, the the moving hump. The hump, yeah. Which he won't acknowledge. <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't acknowledge that he has a hump, and it's it's constantly moving from one yeah, side of his moving. body to the other. And every time he touch he touches it, there's like a there's like a cuffany, like like it sounds like a drum or something. Like, <laughs> so weird. Uh, and you got Peter Boyle. Uh, play, oh man, plays the creature. Yeah, yeah. I and uh, I used to love him in uh, the sitcom uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah. He was my favorite part of that of that sitcom, and it is because of this movie, obviously. And when he died, I was I was genuinely sad when he passed away. Yeah, he must have lived a really good life. I mean, he's such a good actor. He's I mean, his his comedic timing was just fucking impeccable. Yeah. yeah. Like especially on Everybody Loves Raymond, like he was like to me, he was like the glue that held that show together. Yeah, absolutely. Like if they they didn't have him as as you know Raymond's dad, like I don't think it would be the same show. Right. Right. Yeah. It just wouldn't work as well. Exactly. Yeah, no, he he was, and he and he did such a great um, uh, Frankenstein monster that uh, the whole thing with the dance. Uh, oh yeah, the, the putting theater, on the Ritz. Putting on the Ritz, and uh, that that whole thing, it was it was incredible, and uh, just his facial expressions. Uh, that scene when when he first introduces himself, and because uh, they, they got him chained right uh, in the basement or something, and, and he's like, "Whatever you hear, do not open this door." And immediately, as soon as the door closes, let me out. <laughs> he's like, "You idiots!" But um. Uh, when he act, when when he finally warms up to him and everything, just like the whole reaction from from Peter Boyle and everything was was incredible. Yeah, yeah, he's his like you said, his comedic timing is just spot on. Yeah, and then you also have uh, the lovely Terry Gar playing oh. Inga. Oh yeah, yeah, she was definitely some eye candy for the movie, uh, along with Madeline Kahn. Although she had not as much was screen called, time screen time as as Terry did, but you know, obviously she she commands attention when she's on the screen. Oh yeah, she she also a, a comedic actress, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I've only seen her in comedies, I think. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, her her comedic time is also it's also really good. But Terry Gar, yeah, her her the accents she was putting on and uh, all of the gags that 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 they do. Uh, like like I said, really simple, really silly. Like the like the werewolf one. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, it's a werewolf, and then, then they said, well, something like, werewolf, their wolf, and it's like, well, why are you talking like that? I thought you wanted to. I don't want that. Like <laughs> just things like that. You're like, this is so silly, but it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, yeah, I love the whole uh, the whole play on Frankenstein, and also the Bride of Frankenstein with the, yeah, whole, the yeah. scene where uh, Peter Boyle meets. 
Madeline Kahn, and then um, you know, then she like basically gets the the hairdo going. Yeah, yeah. The, the this movie really does <coughs> a really good job of uh, encapsulating the the book, really, essentially, and and just the the entire um, lore that that the movies uh, later picked up from the book, and just everything up to this point that we had about uh, the Frankenstein monster. Uh, just in in, in 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 the general consciousness of people, uh, really really encapsulated, <laughs> and, and then they made it funny on top of that. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. This, this movie is I can't I can't talk enough <laughs> about this movie. Yeah, and like even like the like I wouldn't call it a surprise, but like uh, Gene Hackman had like a bit part in it oh, playing I love the blind, the blind mind. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> And like, so like the monster basically like goes to find shelter because he's running away, and like the blind man like takes him in because he obviously doesn't know what he looks like, and you know he's trying to like you know give him hospitality, and like he's trying to give him food, which is like some soup, and he ends up pouring it on his yeah, lap because spills it on his lap. Like he's like trying to get the bowl, like he's moving it forward and back, <laughs> trying to make sure that the ladle doesn't like pour on him, and he still ends up pouring it yeah. on him. <laughs> and then finally, like he gets him like a drink, and then the same thing, like. He gets it, pours it in the cup, everything seems to be good, and then when he goes to toast him, like he slams the cup and it just completely shatters the monster's cup and he the look on his face. The just, eye roll. Just the yeah. eye roll on, on, on <laughs> Peter Boy is just amazing. And he's uh, just like he's basically like in his mind, he's like, Fuck this place and he just gets up and goes. Yeah, he he, uh, he burns his finger because he tries to light him a cigarette. Oh yeah, that's right, right. And uh, you know, Frankenstein the monster is afraid of fire. It's like his his nemesis, right? His his one weakness. Yeah, it looked like at that point he was like he was like okay with it because the, the blind man looked like he reassured him. Oh and yeah, he, yeah, that's, that's and then true. He, and then he lit his finger on fire and he just he's like staring at it just for like yeah. three, four seconds and then all of a sudden he's like Mah! Yeah and he fucking gets up and <laughs> busts through the door and Gene Hagelin's like, Where are you going? I was gonna make espresso. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, I mean obviously I'm butchering all these all these jokes and if you haven't seen this movie, oh man. Yeah we, we are spoiling it for you, but this is the this is one of the these movies that if if you haven't seen it by now, like I don't know what to tell you, bro. Oh man, uh, Kenneth Mars, Inspector Kemp, like he was one of my other favorite like supporting characters. Yeah, yeah. Just the whole like uh, like uh, the mechanical hand that he had, right? <laughs> and all right. the sound effects that came with it. He cheats at uh, darts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Just everything about it. this movie was he, so well written. He's another another actor that I recognized later on. He was in um, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah, he was the German. I never saw that show. Oh, he was. He plays uh, a. There's like a German couple that always runs into Malcolm's uh, family, like on vacation and things like that. So he was there, and, and I was like, hey, I recognize this guy because he uses the same German accent, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, it says right here his name was Otto. Right, right, correct. That nice. was him. Oh, he passed away in uh, 2011. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sure a lot of these actors are probably long gone. Yeah, yeah, Cloris Leachman. I think they're only, <clears throat> the only surviving ones or. So far that I know of is Terry Gar and Mel Brooks and maybe Gene Hackman still around. Yeah, I think Gene Hackman is still around, but he's he's a long retired. And yeah, Mel Brooks, man, I, I think he's still holding on for whatever reason. Yeah, right. Which is crazy. Like, he, I think he, he's just he's doing something new right now. Um, really? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Drunk History. Do you ever see that show? Oh, he does that. I think he's doing something with that, mm. like a spinoff or of some sort. But yeah, Cloris Leachman also in Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, uh, she played the grandma. That's weird how a lot of them have that that tie-in. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Terry Gar, uh, she's retired too, but uh, I just seen some pictures of her recently because I just recently watched Young Frankenstein to to revamp my memory on it. Um, yeah. But yeah, she uh, she doesn't look the same. Um, she looks she looks like she put on a little bit of weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it looks it looks good for her, but it's just uh, you know that's what happens, I guess, when you retire. You know, everything kind of slows down, and then you just. You just roll with it. Yeah, no. But tell I, me about it. Um, I've seen that with a lot of like retired actors. Like they just their uh, their looks and stuff. Like you know, they have a huge transformation, which is weird because they, they they look a certain way for such a long time, and then when they you know they they're out of the the spotlight, then all yeah. of a sudden they're just completely different. You're just like, is that the same person? <laughs> yeah. No, I I know this. I know about this. Like I'm I'm only in my forties, but I'm already thinking like, wow, aging is weird. You know, <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> things are happening that didn't used to it it's yeah it's weird yeah no i, I feel you on that one uh and then yeah madeline Kahn, she passed away um actually at a very young age yeah. um i think it was from like cancer yeah i think ovarian cancer is what it was um which is tragic because yeah but she she had a good body of work and uh yeah yeah ovarian cancer she was diagnosed in 98 uh, did you know, I, I read this the other day, um, she was on the freaking Cosby show, or not Cosby show, but she was on the the show Cosby, which was on Channel 2. Mm-hmm. So when the Cosby show went off the air, it came back a few years later. It had Bill Cosby and Patricia, uh, Patricia uh, Felicia Rashad. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of uh, home, home Improvement. Um, Felicia Rashad um, and Madeline Kahn. And she was like a she was like a regular on that show, and I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. No, I had I had no idea either. Yeah. Uh, so she was diagnosed uh, in '98, and then she died a year later in '99. Yeah. At, at the yeah. age of 57. Too, too bad. Too bad. Fuck cancer. It's just one of those things that they it takes you like right <coughs> away if if it's that that advanced. Yeah. Yeah. That aggressive shit just does not fuck around. But yeah, Young Frankenstein, yeah, definitely a, a classic. Uh, I definitely would like to uh, get this on my uh, my yearly watch. Yeah, also. yeah, put it on the rotation, man, because it's it's a classic. All right, our next one is going to be the Adams Family. It's not necessarily just the Adams Family movie, but they've actually had quite a few Adams Family. But the first one, the Adams Family, was a film in 1991, which was considered a supernatural black comedy. So back in the 60s, they had a TV show that ran for only a couple years from 1964 to 1966 called The Addams Family. And that show was, was pretty cool. Very short-lived. Well, it would have been a lot cooler if it had a lot more seasons, but uh, similar to like The Munsters. Right. Where around it, the same time, right? Yeah, around the same time and also for like two years <coughs> or two seasons. Looks like they came together and decided to uh, put together a movie. Um, this movie has uh, some good star power in it. It has Angelica Houston, uh, Raul Julia, Christopher Lloyd. One of the early features of Christina Ricci. Right. So I don't know if this was like her... It might have been her first. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if this was her first or one of her, like, uh, first. I'm not sure where it comes into. Definitely the first time she was noticed. Yeah. Yeah, her character as Wednesday uh, definitely stood out um, in in this feature. Yeah, Um, even, like, like (coughs) the second entry for the the Addams Family was a little bit Wednesday-centric in that way. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Workman played Pugsley. Uh, Judith uh, Molina played Grandmama. Carol uh, Strutkin. Is that how you pronounce it? I I think so. Strutkin (laughs) uh, played Lurch. Uh, And then uh, Christopher Hart played Thing. 
And then there was a, f- a couple other people that were kind of uh, uh, put into it, like uh, Dan uh, Hadina. He's a well-known character actor. Uh, if you don't know who he is, like when you look him up, you'll yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. recognize who he's, he is. He's always like, oh, it's that guy. He's yeah, one of, he's one of those actors. <laughs> yeah, he had a, he had a big part in it. Elizabeth Wilson is also in it, but yeah, she comes back too for the second one. She only had like a I'm gonna say like a, a smaller career as like a character actress. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was in anything really uh, that big. Looks like more more plays than it was anything else. Yeah, yeah, like a classic actor. Yeah, uh, and one thing I I, do, I did notice <coughs> uh, upon rewatch, there was a character, uh, the Girl Scout. Uh, played by Mercedes McNabb, she comes back uh, in the second one. She's like the uh, antithesis to to Wednesday. She's like the blonde girl who's like you know really sparkly and bubbly and everything. Just basically the opposite. Is she, was she the girl that was in the second one? The Adams Family Values that yeah. was in that. Uh, well, they were in the camp. The camp. And yeah. She was, she was, yeah, that was her. Yeah, so oh. so she plays a, a, a very small role for for like a really a, a quick gag. When, when the kids are selling uh, a lemonade and then a Girl Scout uh, comes in trying to sell Girl Scout cookies. They have like an interaction there for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they bring the actors back to uh, play. I assume it's a different character or it might be the, the same character, but yeah, she doesn't it get didn't, named. In, yeah, in it doesn't say one. she has a name in this one, so it looks like they gave, probably gave her a name in the second movie. Right, right. Since she was only listed as Girl Scout. Yep. Okay, interesting. Yeah, another thing that they changed in um, the second one, Grandmama was... Judith Molina, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they replaced her with uh, Carol Kane. Right, right. Yeah, I saw and, that. And uh, I can't remember if... Do they have a, a, a granny in the Wednesday series? They, they don't, right? I did not see one. I, I could, or I could, I could see it. reappraising that role perfectly, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Carol Kane. I think she has the right amount of crazy Yeah. Uh, when she plays characters. I think my favorite character of hers uh, was the Bill Murray movie, Scrooge. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She fucked him up in that movie. <laughs> like, yeah. She was just like going off. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Scrooged with Bill Murray, go watch it. Yeah. Like, it is a Christmas movie. It's Christmas time. Uh, check it out. That I, shit is great. I, I would argue that uh, Adam's Family is also kind of a Christmas movie. Uh, it starts. It starts in Christmas and it ends. Um. Uh, sort of like around, it's it's a whole year, right? Like that goes by. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole year. Uh, uh, the whole plot is <coughs> is kind of weird. I always thought it was really weird that uh, Uncle Fester was missing, and then yeah, they find yeah. a lookalike. But in the end, it turns out that spoiler alert, it it's, it's actually him, right? So <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. So back to uh, Dan uh, Hadina, or Had- Hadia. Um, he comes up with the idea because he's looking at Christopher Lloyd's character, which at the time his name is Gordon, and he's the uh, son or supposed son of Abigail, who's played by Elizabeth Wilson. And he gets this bright idea because he's like he's I think he's like the accountant or something like that for the Adams family, or he has yeah. he has some kind of dealings with them, and uh, and then she has something going on with uh, with with him where it's like she has something over him and, and is you know wanting something from him like some kind of like uh, money it, or yeah I think he like he, he owes, owes he owes them money for some reason yeah yeah so she might be like a loan shark or something some of the, something of that uh, nature so he gets the bright idea like when he's like staring at uh, at Gordon he's like oh shit this guy looks like the long lost brother of Gomez Adams. Yeah. 
So, you know, and then they put, you know, they put the whole plot and, and shit together to introduce him as Fester. Like, oh, look who we found. Yeah, they do a whole seance uh, yeah, yeah. and all this, yeah. Yeah, they do like, yeah, which is weird. It's like a seance happens and all of a sudden it's like... Yeah. And then it's him at the door. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> In full regalia. Uh, yeah, like, who's going to be- believe that shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you do have to uh, suspend this belief a lot and make a lot of concessions for the movie. But uh, the jokes and the gags really work. And, and they're really harking back to the, the original TV show. You know, it was, yeah. it, was, it was the same ambience, the same feeling, same everything, but, you know, different actors. Yeah. And, and, and for uh, <laughs> Gomez Adams being played by John uh, Astin. Uh, in the original series, yeah. like Raul Julia, uh, a classically uh, trained actor, mm-hmm. uh, embodied Gomez Adams. I think one hundred percent. Absolutely, he did such good justice to the character. In I just I thought he was was fantastic. Yeah, he does a lot of the what they call eye acting, uh, and it replicate perfectly the, the original performance. Yeah, and Angelica Houston, like her portrayal of Morticia was was spot on. Also, yeah, yeah. Even though I I do love the original Morticia, yeah, uh, Carolyn Jones, yeah, but yeah, she she did a really really good job with it. Uh, sort of uh, made it her own really uh, I, I do like the, the lighting effects that they do on her all the time it's like a shadow but like a light on her eyes you know uh, yeah. the way they do that it was, it was really good I like my, my favorite scene with her as um, Wednesday's walking by with a She's really worried about uh, uh, Gomez, right? And and the whole thing with uh, Fester reappearing and her being kind of iffy about it and not being too sure what, what to make of it. And she's talking to Granny and, and there's like this really emotional scene and she's really worried. And uh, uh, Wednesday walks by with a big old knife in her hand and she goes, wait a minute, is that for your brother? And, she, and Wednesday just nods her head and she takes, she's like, no, no, it's not. And she takes the, the knife away and then just gives her a big old hatchet. <laughs> she keeps walking. <laughs> Those little gags like that um, um, make the movie really, really amenable. Yeah, because that was the running gag the entire time with the kids is that they're basically just trying to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> the the uh, the electrical chair, the the thing with the the apple in the mouth, and uh, and the knives, the knife throwing, and yeah. all of that. Yeah. And then just. They just take it as well. Kids are being kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the uh, so Fester comes back, and was it? It was the electric chair. Was was that it, or w- it was something would do with electrical? That I think I walked out of the room like during that part when I we rewatched it. But something to do with electricity, like jogged his memory, which brought him back to like, oh shit, I am Fester. Right at the end, yeah. 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 At the very end, I think that the first thing that. Uh, uh, begins to happen is that he's, he starts to fall in love with the kids and and really uh, being present for 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 them. Uh, uh, it sort of culminates with the, that uh, show, uh, that school show that that they were putting on, where where he makes the all the the special effects with the blood, and they just spray blood all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, I think that was the part where he was like, okay, uh, I think I'm coming back, and and, and then at the end. Yeah, something happens. Uh, there's like a lightning or something that strikes, and uh, finally it jogs his memory. Mm. And then at the very end, he does the, that thing with the um, with the light bulb, the classic, the classic light bulb 
guy. Yeah, yeah. They they tell him they they are they're asking him to put the light bulb in the mouth, and then the mom's like, no, 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 and he's like, no, it's fine, it's fine, and he puts it in for. <laughs> so I think they're ta- they're gonna take a picture or something like that. Right. Yeah, but this, this one was was a uh, re- really funny movie, uh, and one of the one of the ones. What would you say, uh, Adam's Family or Adam's Family Values, uh, is better? I think Adam's Family was better than the Values, um, just because it was you you see all the characters for the first time. Yeah. Uh, since the '60s, even though like the in Values they're more established now as a family. You know, there's no there's no bullshit going on with Fester. Like everybody is who they're supposed to be and you know they also welcomed a baby um at the end of the the first adam's family they find out that morticia's pregnant oh right yeah so now they have they have a baby uh in the second movie baby's got some weird name like for a baby yeah all i remember is he was born with a mustache yeah yeah (laughs) he came out looking like like gomez yeah one thing that I that I noticed in the second one is they really lean into the the comedy aspect. I think uh, they saw that it was a, a successful movie as a comedy, and uh, they really leaned into like they had to have jokes, 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 jokes the whole time, right? And I kind of the first one has some moments of uh, m- more contemplative moments that that also work really well with the ambience of the whole creepy house uh, full of just creepiness and, and, and just shadows and uh, I think uh, the first movie did that a lot better because the second movie just it was a lot more colorful it was a lot more dynamic I guess more bombastic and they leaned in a lot into the comedy aspect but I don't know it um, it became too much at a certain point I think yeah the the Hubert is the name of the, the kid oh, okay <laughs> like I said it was a weird name yeah so the second movie it almost seemed like it was uh, it was like a different version of the first. You know, there was this plot to to get into the family, and uh, because I think when the the first one hit, they were trying to use Gordon, who was actually Fester, to get in to get the Adams family's fortune. You know, try to get their their money. And at one point in the movie, you know, they did get the money, got them kicked out of their house. And, oh, right, right, yeah. But they still couldn't get into the vault. Yeah, they ho- I forgot about that that part of the, the first movie where they have to go out into the real world. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're like, still the Adams family, yeah, right? They're the Adams family in a, like a fucking motel or something like right. that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Gomez becomes obsessed with like game shows on TV or some shit like that. Yeah, he's like, he totally like portrays the typical like, uh, like you know, Midwestern American like just sitting on his couch like in his shirt uh, or in his shorts and like, you know, wife beater watching like right. basic television. Fingers gets a nine to five <laughs> delivering shit. He was working like the, the mail room at some office or something like that. That's pretty funny. A funny thing about like Lurch and Thing, um, they're the only two actors throughout all because i think they had like three or four movies mm-hmm. but they're the only two actors that reprise their role oh really in in all four movies so throughout all four like i think i think it's four movies i could be wrong but through all the movies that were the adam's family movies that came out like one right after the other these two actors are the only two that that reprise their roles okay yeah because there was an, another movie right like in the what is it the late 90s or the when when it was because i only watched it once it was, uh, I think it was like a straight to video movie. And I think the way I watched it was like, maybe it was on cable back when I, st- when I was still paying for cable, like way back in the day. But like, now I can't remember that movie because 
honestly, it wasn't very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like hating it and being like, I'm never watching this movie ever again. I don't even remember who who the actors were. Like, I can't. I just know it. There was another movie at some point. Okay, Adams. It's the uh, Adams Family reunion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so this one. one this one had Daryl Hannah who played Morticia, and it had uh, Tim Curry. He, oh right, Tim. Oh yeah, yeah. He played uh, Gomez, and okay. then had had a different girl and different boy to play Wednesday and Pugsley, the guy who played Lurch, and then also the the actor who was the hand for Thing. Um, they're the same ones. They're the same ones, and I then see. they had a different uh, they had a different Uncle Fester. Right, a little a little pudgier version of Uncle Fester. I see. Yeah, I could have swore there was another <laughs> movie right after this one also. But maybe it was an animated one. But well, there was, there was a cartoon, right? Yeah, there was a cartoon, but it only it only really shows that there was three live actions, not four. Okay. Yeah, Tim Curry and Daryl <coughs> Hannah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love Daryl Hannah. She's, she's a great actress. And then some guy named uh, Patrick Thomas, he played Uncle Fester mm-hmm. in uh, in that one. Yeah, I, 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 remember, I remember hating it, so <laughs> can't speak much much on this one. Yeah, this one had basically like all Adam's family coming out of the woodwork, like people all basically all with the same Adam's last name. They they uh, they they tried to get a, a family reunion together, but somehow ended up getting a different family reunion. So it was like different people with the last name Adams uh, showing up. So it wasn't actually like their family. Like some of their family did show up, and then just other random people with the same last name as Adams, different spelling, were showing up. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get very much into this one. It was just it was too weird. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this was the director video version. Right. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it in, in the streaming <coughs> services, so yeah, it, it must remain in the video <laughs> to this date. Yeah, because we have Adam's family in '91, The Values in '93, and then Reunion in '98. So that was quite wow. some time. Yeah, the two animated ones in 2019 and 2021. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The 2021. Those are like the characters look a lot more like the actual cartoons, right? The yeah, yeah. The the Charles Adam cartoons. Yeah. yeah and they had a show in the '90 uh, same year as the Adam's Family Reunion, um, the new Adam's Family. And that only lasted like a year. That was from 98 to 99. And then Wednesday's the newest thing uh, from 2022. Yeah, Tim Burton. And the one thing that uh, popped out uh, when, when reading uh, uh, up on, on these movies is that Tim Burton passed on directing the film because he was making uh, Batman Returns at, at the time. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of weird that he... I think I read that. Yeah. Uh, later on... Uh, Years later, he he's involved in in a Adam's family thing that he's doing now with Wednesday, so that that's pretty weird. Yeah, so Adam's family values has Joan Cusack who plays Debbie Jelinski, who is a serial killer who ends up marrying Fester because she's trying to murder him for his inheritance. She sees that the kids are basically kind of getting in the way of this, so she like convinces the family to send them away to summer camp. That, that's where the whole summer camp thing comes from is, is her getting rid of them and then trying to, you know, figure out ways to to get get them killed. Uh, that way she can come up with the inheritance or at least, you know, because she's married to him, you know, everything would be left to her. Right. You know, once they're all dead. But that's what I was talking about. Like, it just, it seems like it was like another version of like the original. There was a plot yeah, it was to more, get their money. <laughs> yeah, it was more of the same. And uh, her motivations were kind of weird. Her whole hang up was that she wanted a Malibu Barbie. So now she's a psychopath, I guess. <laughs> and, I, and I love Joan Cusack, so like, 
you know she did i think she, she did a good job in the she movie did a great job yeah but it was just like it was such a weird like uh premise of for the movie right still the gags worked you know they had they had a lot of like really cool moments like that but uh, yeah, it was just it, it was just it was more of the same, I guess. Yeah, so it has three live actions and two uh, two animated for at least that that series of the Adams Family for the new stuff, you know, that that's come out from the '90s to now. And then Wednesday's the new show for um, for all you Adams Family lovers. If you haven't seen that, that's that's really good. Season two should be coming up here. Um, you remember when we said it was supposed to be released? Well, the new one. Yeah. Um, I think. Was it like the beginning of the year or like the middle of the year? Man, it is it is case me at the, at this time, but uh, yeah, it's at some point twenty twenty four, right? Yeah, at some point in twenty twenty four. Just keep a eye out for that Wednesday twenty twenty four. That'll be your newest dose of the Adams family. Uh, next on our list here, we've got Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> well, this movie is crazy. Like I love this movie. I loved it when I was younger, and then like when I watched it later as an adult. I was just like, man, this I don't remember any of this. It was such a weird movie, like how I remembered it, and then when I rewatched it, I was like, this is not what I remember. I remembered some of the stuff, but watching it as an adult is definitely is different because a lot of the jokes are very adult, and uh, they went completely over my head when I first watched it. Yeah, yeah, like the gags and stuff like that I got, and I laughed, but yeah, the, the actual jokes and stuff like that, I, I'm, I was in the same boat. I was just like, okay, whatever. I obviously don't, it was oriented to, you know, an older crowd. Uh, yeah, this was, uh, even though it was PG, right? It was PG or PG-13? It comes to show how, how different the ratings are now. Like, it's still PG-13, but, like, they had a lot of really adult things you know, for back in the day, like you, I, I remember you mentioning it was one of the first times, or the one of the things that you remember from from the movies that he swears, in the yeah that, in the movie, yeah that part always stuck with me. The, because, they get they get one f bomb in, in in this movie, right? So it's but it's for kids, so <clears> it's like okay, weird, <laughs> you know. I don't think they do that anymore. Like if it's PG thirteen, that I don't think you get any f bombs at all. Yeah, I know. This one is you start seeing what. Tim Burton is is going to really make right like you you start seeing his style very much. I think before this one, I think it was a, a, a Pee Wee's, which didn't really have a lot of the uh, what we now would call the uh, Tim Burtonisms, but this one is chock full of them. Isn't well, like Frank and Weenie, like so. If you look at the color of of Michael Keaton's outfit, like in Frank and Weenie, <laughs> the the same color scheme and pattern. Yeah, is in that movie. I think it's like the wallpaper or something like that in, right. in the house. And so you see little things like that, you know. And, and yeah, you see all the the different monsters or the different things that they like. Gina Davis and and Alec Baldwin, which crazy how young and how skinny Alec Baldwin was in <laughs> right? this movie. Yeah, you know, very. You know, it's him, but he's he's almost unrecognizable. Yeah, like, is how he looked from from the early days. Uh, but like the characters, you know, like when they're like contorting their faces and things like that, you see a lot of like that kind of signature look in a lot of uh up and coming burton movies yeah yeah so it's it's cool to see like like you said you know his the beginnings of his style his stylistic of art which is in this movie and you see it incorporated in so many other like things that he does yeah yeah you you see a lot (coughs) of uh, influence uh from this one the sets the the character designs uh i mean we talked about this uh, like at length and uh, and the Tim Burton episode, which was, uh, you said, uh, episode nine, I think? Yeah. 
go back go back and uh, listen to that uh, <laughs> episode for more uh, Tim Burton but uh, yeah we discussed it at length yeah you see a lot of his uh, ideas or how, or how he even uh, designed the characters himself he would draw these things himself so yeah I heard uh, I saw an interview on, on YouTube where uh, Michael Keaton sort of refused uh, <laughs> this role like a couple of times like Tim Burton had to come to him like, a couple like two or three times to explain to him the character and he was like I don't I'm, I don't get it man like that's crazy I didn't this, know that. This, this is a weird character like I don't know what you want like <laughs> you know he'd be like I don't know like he would show him like the pictures and stuff and he'd be like I don't know dude and I mean finally, it's, got, it's got a great cast overall anyways yeah. you know you Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis you got Jeffrey Jones uh, right. great character actor I mean you first time I saw him was as the principal in Ferris Bueller's right. Day Off yeah that's him Catherine O'Hara uh, she plays you know uh, Delilah the, the mom she, she plays the mom in a lot of movies yeah which <laughs> we just discussed about that like at work uh, Winona Ryder she's in it right One of the first times also that she wasn't really noticed as an actress, <clears throat> I think. Um, maybe. I think, I don't remember if Heathers came out before this or after this. But Heathers was one of those ones that she was... That, like, that, that might have been before. Yeah, because she, she seems a little younger in that one, but yeah. And then uh, uh, Glenn Shaddix, uh, a very well-known character actor. And they even have Robert fucking Goulet. You know, Robert yeah. Goulet is like one of those croners who, who, who I guess wanted to get into acting. But yeah, there's quite a few good uh, character actors in this, in this movie and a lot of mainstream actors. You got uh, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis. They play the couple that end up dying. They, they don't go to heaven. They don't go to hell. So and it's not so much purgatory, but they're kind of they're stuck at their house yeah they become ghosts basically yeah they be, yeah they become ghosts so they're just haunting their house and then the deets which is jeffrey jones Catherine o'hara and, and winona Ryder, and obviously uh, glenn shaddix because he works in some capacity with uh with Catherine's character and so he's there like all the time so they they move in and the alec and gina's names uh, their last name is maitland uh, the maitlands are trying to figure out how to get rid of them uh they find this book and and they like follow some of the they follow some of the instructions in the book and it takes them to like yeah you know, i guess like the ghost afterlife like offices or some some shit like that and they kind of get some some advice from this uh this lady uh who's supposed to be like their their caseworker or some shit and so she kind of gives them some ideas you know what to do and so they try that and doesn't really work uh, for them. And then eventually the Winona Ryder's character ends up noticing them. She's starting to see, you know, them. And then when she actually does see them, she actually befriends them and then starts to help them out, trying to trying to get rid of the, the family and stuff like that because she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, it was weird to me, uh, even as a kid, uh, seeing that even in the afterlife, you can't escape bureaucracy. There's all these rules and regulations yeah. and they have to follow the book and all these things and uh, even in the afterlife you can't get away from, you know, having to go to the DMV. Basically <laughs> it's like the afterlife DMV where yeah. they end up in. <laughs> Just, like to me that's uh, I mean you're already in hell bro like <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah it was it was uh, it was weird to me uh, but the, the jokes really really work you know in, in that context. Yeah. Um, the messenger was pretty funny. Even the messenger gets like gets gets a, a his five minutes right. Is the guy that uh, oh, because like all of the ghosts or all of the uh, dead people, they look like when they died. So this one guy was ran over. So you see like the the the, oh, the tire tire, tracks yeah, the tire on tracks. him, and he's all <laughs> flattened. Yeah, and he's uh, like yeah, he's it looks like he's on like one of those uh, like old time uh, clothes hangers. 
that you used to put your clothes on outside to dry. Um, yeah. So he's like pinned to that, and he's kind of like <coughs> flowing through the building um, on that clothesline, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all of the characters had to have, which is weird because then shouldn't uh, shouldn't the the Maitlands uh, be wet all the time since they drowned? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they tried. They they might have uh, talked about that, and it was just too difficult to make. You know, too many filming hours just being completely soaked. It, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, they would have probably got some kind of like sickness or had some kind of walking pneumonia or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been weird, but... Uh, yeah, cause it looked like it was filmed on location at some place, like, out in the Midwest. And then you got Michael Keaton's character. He's, like, a, a, a ghost exorcist. Exorcist, yeah. That some, was... Of some sort. Um, and then, like, the caseworker and everybody there, basically, was like, don't say his name, don't call him, yeah. don't involve him. He's a know. con artist. Yeah. He's a scammer, basically. And, and, yeah, just his character is one of the raunchiest characters I've ever... Uh, I mean... Uh, Michael Keaton really, really did a number on that on that character because, my God, he was a, he was a creep, he was crass, he was a vulgar, he was all of these things, and uh, for some reason, uh, still uh, endearing after all of that, right? <laughs> and he was he was just a terrible person. Now, yeah, I don't know what kind of motivation was was given to him <laughs> to to be this character, but it worked. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, just it. Every time he opened his mouth, it was <laughs> something gross. But yeah, uh, the whole thing—they, I like that they—they they utilize the um, the charades. Which uh, one thing we didn't talk about? Uh, Young Frankenstein—they do the charades. Mm, oh yeah, and and that that scene was really <coughs> funny. And and but this guy even doing charades, he cheats right <laughs> the whole time. He's just like, just look over there, and uh, okay, there's a big cockroach there, so or a big beetle, I mean. And that's how you get the word, but, it, yeah, it, it was it was really Michael Keaton is just so good at, at his craft, yeah. Uh, he, and even back then, he was he was the the thing he did with, with Beetlejuice was amazing. Yeah, I love Michael Keaton. He's, he's there's no I don't think there's ever been a movie that I've seen with him in it that was I thought was bad. Everything I've seen with him is just phenomenal. Like he's such a good actor. Yeah, even in his interviews, I'm just like, man, I I, I would like to have a beer with this guy. He's just so cool, you know. Yeah, like, I actually loved him in The Founder, um, the story of Ray Kroc, uh, the guy who basically incorporated McDonald's from the McDonald Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you, yeah. If you haven't seen that, like, you, you should go out and watch that. Okay. Find it. It's probably on, you know, one of those streaming platforms that we won't mention. So, but yeah, The the Founder, check it out. Uh, and anything and everything that he's been in uh, from, you know, early, early 80s, 70s, even to now, like, it's just he's phenomenal. He's such a good actor. Yeah, uh, I haven't I haven't seen that, but uh, I really liked him in Birdman. That one was good. Oh yeah, that movie's and, bizarre, uh, but yeah, he's such a good actor. Like yeah. him and uh, freaking what's his face. But yeah, Michael Keaton. He, uh, I've mentioned this before. He's my Batman. You know, he's that, that's the Batman that I grew up with. So yeah, Michael Keaton's the best. Yeah, I was really glad that uh, they brought him back in the Flash, even though the Flash wasn't the greatest. But it was nice seeing him back in the suit. Edward Norton. That's the name. <laughs> yeah, so that movie is so bizarre, Birdman. Like, yeah, check that out. Like, Michael Keaton's just phenomenal. Yeah, everything he does. And then yeah. Alec Baldwin, for some reason, didn't really shine in this movie. Uh, I think his, his his character was a little bit bland. Um, I don't know. I think they could have done a little more with 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 Alec in, the, in this one, but 
Yeah, he was pretty straight-laced, but I think that's the, the character that he was supposed to be playing. Yeah. You know, he was into fucking making those uh, that model town. You know, he's, like, getting all these little pieces, and, like, that was his hobby. That was his thing that he liked yeah. to do. Yeah, 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 he was recreating the town, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's, and that's, that's, that's the, where you get some of the good scenes with Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, that's where he swears, right? Yeah. Uh, what does he say? Uh, uh, great fucking model. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he honks his... Is, is junk. Yeah, and then uh, what was is it? Was it a tombstone or is it a tree? Like he kicks the fucking tree over. Oh yeah, goes, nice <laughs> fucking model. <laughs> and then it makes the honk sound when he grabs his junk and then he just kicks it over. And I it, think the grossest part when I was a kid was when he eats the he eats a cockroach, right? And I and I was like, gross, man. <laughs> oh, I thought it was when he like hawked a loogie and he like spit it into his like his armpit. Of his of his jacket and like he like puts his arm down and rubs it in real good. He's like, "Well, oh, I'm gonna save that for later." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, a lot of, a lot of the, the the jokes and and it's weird because like the movie's called Beetlejuice and Michael Keaton is not in it too much. Yeah, it 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 really does not revolve around him too much. Like no. the main plot of the movie is that the Maitlands finally conjure him to help get rid of the Deets because he like cons them somehow some way and they basically see that he's a problem and then now they all have to work together to get rid of him because he's like basically on the loose uh, and then he starts he goes to uh, Lydia and uh, is trying to take Lydia uh, to be his wife like he's trying to get married and I think it's like some kind of loophole or some shit like I said when I watched it when I was younger like none of this stuff made any sense to me and I don't even remember like half this shit and then watching it now like when I was older I was just like fuck how do I not remember any of this shit yeah and some of it kind of was uh, really just bizarre. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, as much as I love this movie, uh, re-watching it, I did notice that some of the plot lines were kind of filler, you know? Not that not that I needed that much more Beetlejuice in a Beetlejuice movie. It's just that it, it gets a little bogged down by some of these uh, subplots with the, with the designer guy and, like, uh, the... Um, the dad's boss having to come in or whatever, like the classic dinner for the boss and all these things, which which did provide one of the the better scenes with the whole yeah yeah the uh, part the parlor the parlor scene, which yeah. was really super cool yeah like Harry Belafonte's uh, Deo yeah the banana boat um, song that's such a good yeah. good number that, really that they, good. they did they they did a really good job with that uh, with the choreography and everything uh, so that was cool. Another another thing, the special effects were really crazy. Uh, especially when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh my god, these these these, uh, <laughs> these special effects are really cool." I, they do use a lot of computerized uh, imagery, right? Uh, um, it looked like that, and then it looks like it was like a mixture of uh, like the the stop motion claymation, yeah, like with that that sandworm, uh, which is right. a. That, that that creature itself seems like it's always a constant in, in some form of capacity of, of one of Tim Burton's movies or not. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's for a movie being called Beetlejuice, like he, he only really shines like towards the end. And But I, the one thing I did like is I love the buildup um, of him. Like every time that they would you know either mention him or they would like try to show him, like they would have some kind of little buildup. Like yeah. That, like that one scene with the bug or he like he like reaches out and grabs it and pulls it in. Yeah. You know? Oh right, right. Uh, the, the and then the, and the attention to detail too. Like you can see, like where it, the fake grass from the the board, you know, that that Adam put down. Yeah, once you once you zoom in, it's like a it's like a big uh, yeah, block you, of rubber. Yeah, yeah, it looks all rubbery and, and shit, you know. And then you're just like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. You know, as a kid, I didn't notice any of that, you know. And then as an adult, I, I see all that, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, the trippy. Set, the sets were really great. But, 
But the uh, like I said, the buildup for him coming up, I think they could have done a lot more earlier on. Okay, yeah. Uh, to really set it up, so maybe he could have been like more prominent in like the middle of the movie towards the end instead of just being mostly towards the end. Which I thought, you know, it's it still was it was still, it was still cool. I just I would have loved to seen more Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it would have been good. Uh, hopefully, on the second movie or the the upcoming uh, sequel that they're working on, uh, he he gets uh, he gets a good a good amount of screen time. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's got some of the same characters coming back. I'm not sure about Jeffrey Jones, though. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but like a while back, he uh, he got popped for uh, for some underage stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he's slowly making a comeback. Uh, he's you know he's starting to act again on on a few things, but yeah, he was out he was out for a while. Right. Um, but I love him. I think he's he was just he's a great character actor. It just sucks that, you know, people get caught up in, in some shit. Yeah, yeah, unfortunate. But I know Catherine O'Hara is coming back, Winona Ryder, and then we got What's-Her-Face uh, from Wednesday, who's uh, supposedly playing Winona Ryder's daughter. Right, Jen Ortega. Yeah, Jen Ortega. Uh, obviously, Michael Keaton's coming back because you can't have Beetlejuice without Beetlejuice. Right, and I'm seeing uh, on the cast here, uh, not, a, not a lot of them are named, but Monica Bellucci is Beetlejuice's wife, and then Willem Dafoe is just uh, actor. That's just what it says. <laughs> Which is, it's it sounds like it's uh, par for the course because it's every time Tim Burton's in a relationship with someone, oh yeah, they end up in his movie some yeah. some way somehow. Yeah, he he he'll cast them as something or other. So Monica Bellucci being in the movie it just you yeah. know sounds right. The new muse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh that was Beetlejuice kind of uh, in a quick rundown. Even though I think we discussed it in the Tim Burton podcast. We did, I think, a little bit. So if you want to hear more about that uh, check it out uh, episode nine uh, moving on to our next uh, little ditty is uh, Shaun of the Dead so this is the one that uh, I watch religiously with my buddy um, all the time we actually had a, uh, a pool hall place that we used to go to that we would call the Winchester like we would throw up the W and both of us would be like yeah let's go there and so we would just go meet up at that place because that was our Winchester nice yeah <laughs> okay cool cool yeah, in fact, uh, one year I even dressed up as uh, Sean. Um, oh, you did with the with the the, uh, the red on your T-shirt and stuff yep, like that. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yep. My mom actually helped me make a uh, a badge. I like, I literally had uh, taken the movie and uh, paused it on the scene where it was like had the most close up to the badge, and I took a picture of it. And then we just recreated it on the computer, and then she printed it out on a sticker, and I just put it over like an oh, old wow. Circuit City badge that I used to have. Yeah, okay. And it was about the same size, so it worked out really well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I put like I got a, like a red Sharpie, and I just did the corner pocket of the white shirt with yeah. the red. like, And then I put a pin there, so it had the red on him. Right. So, yeah, it worked out. And then I, I didn't want to spend the money on a freaking cricket bat, so I bought this... Uh, about this like a uh, rectangular piece of wood about the length of a of a cricket bat uh-huh. and then my dad like helped me uh, uh carve it out and, and like basically like sand it down and and uh and then i drew i drew on the the one side to make it look like it had like those concave um aspects to it yeah. so it kind of gave it that that uh, optical illusion that it was almost looked like a cricket bat even though everything was flat on yeah, it okay. nothing, nothing <laughs> was actually like like rounded or anything like an actual one but yeah uh, and because i told him i was all going as a viking <clears throat> i had been growing my beard out that entire year I had my hair all long had my beard out um 
I was I was bought this big old wooden round um, like look like a could be like a tabletop, and then I was uh, hollowing out the center of it or like uh, making the center like concave so my hand could fit in there. Even got a belt like put a belt on there like was making like a shield. Okay. So I was like really like I was really like getting into like you know getting everybody to think I was going to be a Viking, and then I show up to the party and I'm Sean. <laughs> and then like all night long, I'm just walking around with the cricket bat, just slapping girls in the butt with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we discussed this movie a little bit also in uh, uh, one of the earlier episodes because it's one of my uh, 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 favorite ten. Uh, I think it made if I'm not if I'm remembering correctly, I think it made uh, f number five. I think uh, out out of my ten. Was it number um, five? I can't remember now, but yeah, I think so. I thought it was later or uh, like higher up in the in like a, like eight or seven or yeah, something it like that. Been, yeah, you, you might be right. You might be right. But yeah, we, we talked about this one, uh, like all the jokes, all the uh, the social commentary about you know society oh. uh, treating us like zombies and things like that. Number nine. Number nine. Oh wait, okay. it was way up there. <laughs> but yeah, another one that's just like classic, classic uh, comedy. Even even though it's like. British uh, sense of humor uh, it still works for me sometimes the the cultural differences like I won't get the joke you know like what are they referencing or like what are they talking about but this one uh, yeah yeah not, not really accessible you know yeah, not being from England and, and not having that British humor it's you know again just like uh, what we talked about earlier like I laugh at the jokes but you know I don't get the context of it yeah yeah it happens to me like Monty Python has a lot of that like all of those jokes I'm like mm, what are they talking about or like the British um, The Office I've never got it uh, uh, the American made me laugh a lot more than, than the, the original, you know, British one. But yeah, and like we talked about um, with this movie before, like the they had a TV show before this called Spaced, and uh, there was a lot of jokes from that TV show. So if you didn't see that TV show, they made a lot of references um, to that. So oh, like, okay. So like the girl that was his ex girlfriend mm -hmm. uh, when they run into each right, other. Right, right. Then they have like a doppelganger for each one of one yeah, of the, yeah. the characters. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that was that was funny, but the. But yeah, they had a lot of like uh, their interaction um, played off with like a lot of different episodes um, that were were from that TV show. I see. Yeah, yeah. I think the 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 thing that I walked away from the most is all the references to like all, all the other zombie movies. A lot of the, the George Romero uh, references, obviously, were oh, the yeah. ones that I got. You know. So. Yeah, like the best one was like his mom. His mom's name is Barbara. Exactly. They're yeah. coming to get you, Barbara. Coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that 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 was I think one of the funniest ones, and just the whole thing with uh, you know trying to survive a, a zombie apocalypse <coughs> is just and and they make it really really funny. So yeah, Shaun of the Dead is another one that, like I said, it's, it's completely recommended. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes is the the jukebox going off, and he's like, "Kill the Queen," because yeah. Queen the band Queen is playing queen, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then they like they all got like real pissed or something like that. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like no, the music. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Part of, uh, from what I understood, this one was part of uh, something they called the Neapolitan or something like that. No, it's uh, the three flavors of uh, Cornetto or Cornetto uh, trilogy, film okay. trilogy. Okay. 
I guess it's a type of you're on the right track. It's a it's it's like a Neapolitan ice cream, um, but it's an ice cream. Yeah, so okay. it, you can actually see him uh, going to the liquor store, oh, walking right. out of there, and he's that's what he's eating. Yeah, like, and he's like oblivious to everything that's going on. Yeah, like yeah. Every, shit went down already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like eating his ice cream and slipping on blood. Yeah, he like, doesn't notice. Doesn't notice what it was. You know. Yeah. So like the other two movies. Um, where I think uh, Hot Fuzz. Yeah, Hot Fuzz and The World's End. The World's End, right. All funny movies. But obviously my favorite one is Shaun of the Dead for obvious reasons. Yeah, I, I think it, when it came out, it was it was probably one of the, the funniest and coolest like zombie movies that had uh, had come out for yeah. for quite some time. Um, you know, it was all the jokes in it uh, obviously were, were extremely funny um, that were referenced to, to the Night of Living Dead movies and um, just their whole take on it. You know, the, the whole group like trying to basically come up with a plan and everything always ended back up at the Winchester, you know, and they're, they're drinking and basically just waiting for everything just to blow over like everything was going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, not in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. You have to be in good shape too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. Is like their little like uh, their little training session, like trying to figure out like how they were gonna do stuff. And like you see him like uh, he, he's like trying to hop over the fence and he just flies over and just lands flat. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of cartoonish uh, gags on this one too that really really work. Yeah, but I think that's also like in the, in the the British humor. Oh right, right, a lot of like slapstick yeah. type humor. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it takes you it takes you back to like the Benny Hill days. Right. Oh my God, I love Benny Hill. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, fucking Edgar Wright. Like Edgar Wright, man. This guy can come up with some cool ass shit. Yeah, yeah. Every time, every time his name comes <coughs> up, I, I have to uh, give it a go at least. Give it one stab at least. Yeah. All right. So our next movie uh, here in the states, it's called Dead Alive, but everywhere else, it's called Brain Dead. This is actually uh, the second feature of Peter Jackson. You all know Peter Jackson from the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the um, Hobbit series. So this is his early days of make, uh, movie making. This is a zombie comedy splatter film. And boy, oh yeah, is it a splatter film? <laughs> uh, the actors in it are, to me, relatively unknown because yeah. I've only really seen the the main actor like in a couple things. But everyone else, uh, not too much. Right. I think uh, <coughs> from what I from what I could see on the internet, Diana oh, Diana Peñalver. Uh, basically a Spanish actress and she's her trajectory is mostly in Spain so I think this might be if not the only one probably like one of like two or three things that she did in English mm. yeah she plays uh, Paquita right yeah the love interest the love interest that's right and then you got uh, Timothy uh, uh, Blamey he plays uh, Lionel so he's the main he's the main actor and character of the movie the movie basically is um, these <coughs> excuse me these uh, supposed zoologists uh, are trying to smuggle out uh, Samaritan. Is that how you pronounce it? No? I think it's Sumerian? Sumerian? Sumer Su Sumatron. Sumatron rat monkey? Yeah. So, yeah, they're trying to get at this uh, this particular rat monkey out of the country uh, from Skull Island. Yeah. <laughs> which is, uh, its its creation has uh, resulted as the uh, the rape of tree monkeys and rats which is weird weird so yeah i guess it's it's one of it one of the only uh of its kind that they could find or at least that it's in, in existence so they get it and they uh they get it back to the mainland which this movie's uh basically filmed in new zealand because obviously that's where peter jackson's from so 
you know, mm-hmm. everything is going to be filmed in New Zealand. And so uh, Lionel, who lives with his mother, his mom is like a very uh, controlling woman. He uh, he has this love interest who actually she's into him and he's like completely oblivious to her. But, you know, she tries to make it known to him that she's very interested and she sets up like a date. Yeah, she uh, kind of tricks him a little bit, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, basically. Like he like the way she the way she's using like kind of uh, her like how she's not so. Yeah, she's like not too fluent in English and she just just sort of pretends to like yeah, she say r- something wrong so that he will say the thing that she was trying to say right so she then agrees to to it yeah and, and now they're on a date <laughs> it's just it's weird to basically that like she she almost like dumbs herself down to to tr- to trick him into asking her out and it worked but then the mom so she's you know very uh, very protective and jealous uh, follows them to the zoo, uh, which is where their date is at. And as she's like walking around, like spying on them, it, I, I don't remember if she trips or she like is pushed back against the fence where this uh, rat monkey thing is and it bites her. Yeah, bites her arm, bites her in the arm, and then she just <clears> starts <throat> screaming bloody hell. Yeah, and then Lionel like realizes that's his mom like screaming because she, there's only like one person that sounds like that. So he runs over to her and then like, carries her off to back to home you know basically leaves her date at the zoo yeah leaves (laughs) leaves his date at the zoo basically just abandons her uh, to go care for his mom she's at home uh being cared for by lionel and she's just getting worse and worse by the day and uh she like tells lionel that she has like these uh these people from this uh this thing that she is running uh supposed to be coming over yeah um for dinner yeah for uh, like a little dinner party for them to go over like the uh whatever that they're uh creating yeah some sort of function that she was being uh there we go function she she was being awarded something or something like that recognized she had she was being having some sort of recognition or something yeah so at the dinner they're basically they're eating dinner and and she's just like she's already zombifying at this point yeah she's literally falling apart like (laughs) her ears like falling off and like she's squirting blood all over the place and uh, it falls in like they're eating like this pudding yeah like a custard pudding or something which must be like a big thing in new zealand the guy is just eating this bloody custard pudding and the other lady just has to like leave the table and like i assume she went and puked or something because yeah it was pretty gross yeah, it, it it definitely turned my stomach. I was just like, nope. <laughs> but yeah, uh, once once that that I knew it was it was it was going down because also another one is in in, in the very beginning uh, the um, uh, one of the archaeologists or, or whatever he is gets uh, gets hurt by the by the rat monkey and uh, the the natives the guys that were with him uh, they're like oh we got cut because he, he gets bit in the hand so that, so they cut off his hand and then they turn him over and he's got like another injury in his arm so they cut off his arm oh yeah they're going they, they're going through all they're, they're basically <laughs> finding all these new bite marks and yeah. then then he's got a scratch on his forehead and like oh you gotta go dude <laughs> yeah it like basically cuts to black uh on the <clears throat> scene like because you know they just fucking cut his head off and it was really well done like when they hack up his uh his his hand there's like a first cut and then they had to like <clears throat> hack at it again so to completely come off and you, you could see like on the on the on the severed hand you see the, the the two hacks you know that 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 they had to make so i knew that the 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 special effects were going to be something special and this one uh someone saw that and like the ear falling off and stuff 
I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, this movie is the epitome to buckets of blood. Oh yeah, it, it just starts. It it starts a little bit slow, and like the, those two things I just described, <laughs> that was the slow part. Okay, <laughs> it just gets worse and worse from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So she uh, she eventually turns um, the mom. He he. I think he has to like lock her in the basement. Yeah. Uh, to keep her from like getting out, uh, and then she eventually like uh, dies. Yeah, and he, and he keeps other zombies too, because then there's this nurse that that they call, because she's getting worse and worse, and uh, Paquita shows up and and she's like, oh my god, your mom looks like shit, man. Like what's <laughs> going on? Like and uh, oh yeah, the mom the mom attacks the nurse, and then so yeah, like, she then, brings the nurse, and and then she attacks the nurse. Yeah. Yeah. So the nurse and her are both in the in the what you call it the the basement. And I forgot like how where the actual like death scene was because like they were at the church and she like comes back out of the coffin and Lionel's back with her like in the room like where her body's at and she like they ended up busting through the stained glass and like people are all like appalled because they're like oh he's such a mama's boy you know like oh, yeah. he, he couldn't let go you know that type of shit but they didn't know right. that you know she was a zombie and she was like trying to fucking eat him yeah it put, puts a damper on, on their budding relationship right and then she, she actually starts going out with the, the the first guy that she was uh, in love with or infatuated with oh the optometrist yeah, yeah. Roger and, Roger uh, uh, all of a sudden now, now she's with Roger and uh, while Lionel's trying to take care of his zombie mom at home. <laughs> yeah, and the uncle, uh, he's like trying to basically like get oh, it. Yeah, he's the trying crazy to like, uncle. Yeah, he's like trying to basically like sneak his way in to, to uh, get his name on the will or have some type of like cut of the fortune like her because she was like very well off. Right. He, he wasn't had, he didn't have anything because I'm sure like she fucking hated him. Right. So like now that she's gone, you know, he's like basically coming around, you kind know, of, trying to weasel his yeah, way trying in. Trying to weasel his way in. <laughs> yeah. There were so many different funny parts at that point right after they actually buried her. So the priest himself, like he was hilarious. Oh yeah. So they had these, uh, he was like, uh, Lionel was at the grave. I think he was going to go pay tribute or, you know, pay his respects back to his mom or something like that. And there's these like group of like, uh, they look like, uh, they look like fifties biker gang. Like I, I'm trying to think of what the fucking, uh, rebels. They look like, they look like the, the oh, okay. Yeah. They yeah. look like the old fifties rebels, mm-hmm. like, like back from, ho- uh, like yeah, happy days and shit with the hair, with the, the yeah, greased the, hair, yeah, the greased hair and, and right, right. <clears throat> or not rebels, greasers. Um, that's the word for them. Yeah. So yeah, they're, and they're all just hanging out in the cemetery and fucking, like the ones like pissing on the mom's grave yeah. and like he had this like really funny line he's all that's my mom's grave you're pissing on yeah. <laughs> and then like she like comes back uh well, i don't know if she comes back i think she she just makes her way out of the she out bursts out of, the, out of her grave basically and yeah. grabs the guy on the crotch yeah and so pulls you see, him in <laughs> see you see the arm come up and grab his fucking junk while he's pissing and then like uh you know they eviscerate him right there it's just like blood just yeah. Everywhere. You know, like all the noise and stuff like that. The priest hears and he comes out and he's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And, and then like he's got some funny lines too. Like he's got one that's like, I kick ass for the Lord. All of a sudden it's a Kung Fu movie. Yeah. It's kicking he, ass everywhere. Yeah. He knows like all this martial arts. Yeah. Like, and just is doing all these like kicks. Like he's got this one where he's like hopping on the one leg and he's got like the kick there. She's like, just keeps like smacking the, yeah. the fucking, the, the, the greaser in yeah, the, the face. Yeah, the rapid kick. And then kicks another guy behind him. Yeah. Yeah, shit was hilarious. hilarious. Oh my god, that scene! <laughs> All of a sudden, it was a, it was a Shaw Brothers movie, you know, like <laughs> just flying cakes and kung fu everywhere. It was so so crazy. 
Yeah, but then the the priest ends up getting bit. So yeah, and he was one of the guys that ends up in his basement with the nurse. And there's another thing that happens there <laughs> with with those two characters. Yeah, and then they had like a dinner scene. So like the mom, the nurse, the 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 head uh, greaser guy. Yeah. Um, oh right, right. They're all like at the dinner table. Like he's trying to like si- like civilize them right. <laughs> somehow. Trying to feed him. Yeah, trying to feed him, and he's feeding him that damn pudding. All oh, right, <laughs> that pudding again. <laughs> and the fucking the greaser one like puts the puts the spoon like all the way through his face, like right. it, through the back of his head, and he's like, <laughs> uh, the the effects with the nurse because her head gets like half severed, so he keeps oh, yeah, falling yeah. back, keeps falling the, back. Whole, the whole time. So like he he's trying to feed her, but the pudding keeps coming out of her severed throat. So. He yeah, decides so he start, to pull back the, the head, so so he's pouring the pudding into the hole <laughs> where her head should be. Is, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. These guys. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> These guys. Yeah, it ends up, like, all of them breaking out of the house or out of the basement. So they're, like, basically in the house, and they're getting ready to come out to, to the town. And then he, like, comes in the front door with uh, his lawnmower. And his lawnmower is this really old-school round lawnmower, so it's got a big old flat blade on the bottom. And then he's, like, holding it up like a shield almost, and he, like, yeah. cranks it on and just basically is using it to just mow down these zombies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where, like, the bucket of blood just, just comes in. Just blood everywhere, yeah. Like, like I described earlier, splatter. Um as it, as it was described for the movie, it's, it's just splatter of blood everywhere. Just, yeah, just bloodbath. Everyone just ends up completely covered in blood, just bathed in blood. Guts and body parts and just all this. Yeah, yeah, the special effects must have been a lot of work. Cause <laughs> I was, I, there was a lot of liquid. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like... M- today's standards of of that type of uh that much blood being on screen like they they go to black and white scenes because of that and oh, obviously right. you know this early 90s movie it's it's they're like nah no we're gonna show you yeah. all this blood even even i think they did something like that with uh i think uh kill bill where, yeah. when, where they go uh, black you, and white and yeah, i knew you were gonna say that yeah. Yeah, and that fight scene where she's like fighting the yeah. the crazy 88 yeah and she's cutting off a lot of limbs yeah, and yeah. You, you see the spraying of the blood everywhere. Right. Like, yeah, that ins- that entire scene is black and white. Yeah, exactly. Not these guys. Yeah, it's just blood everywhere. The house ends up blowing up. Like, it's just it's it's crazy. Yeah, by the end, there's just zombies everywhere. You know, like I said, it starts kind of slow, and and the slow parts are pretty crazy. And yeah, no, by the end, it's just zombie mayhem. Yeah, I mean, the, the slow parts are, are story. You know, it's, yeah. it's they're building it up, and then once the story is is set it's basically just it's like rolling a bowling ball or something up to the top of a hill and just letting it go yeah (laughs) yeah that was great and uh yeah i was gonna mention the um the the whole thing with the priest and the nurse and uh they start having sex at some point that's you know they're they're zombies but they they like fall in love i guess (laughs) zombies (laughs) or something i I totally forgot about that uh, it was so weird and uh yeah, the whole movie, I was just like, it's really engaging because, like, there's always something going on, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's not a moment that you're, like, I mean, you might look away for uh, specific things, but you're only, like, kind of looking away for, like, a second. Like, that whole, like, you know, blood in the pudding and stuff like that, you just kind of, you, like, you'll make a face and you'll be like, ugh, you know? And then you're just, you know, back to watching it because you're like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, and the plot is really simple, you know? It's just basically a 
romance story, sort of, you know. Uh, yeah, because at boy, the end... Boy at, meets girl type. Yeah, type at movie. the end of the movie, they're on the rooftop of the house, you know, they end up kissing, and then yeah. they just get up and walk away. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. If you, haven't, if you haven't seen this one, this is definitely a, a must-watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in a zombie movie and in a bucket of blood movie, it's it's all rolled into one. Yeah, complete complete zombie. It romp. has great comedy. Uh, the lines, some of the one liners in it are, are awesome. Definitely definitely need to watch this. Like I was introduced to this uh, when I was like early in my high school years. I think I was like a freshman or a sophomore, mm-hmm. and it was just like my my best friend at the time like was telling me about it, and he's like, oh, we got we got to watch this shit. Nice. So like we yeah we watched it. it was it was fucking great. Yeah yeah fun fun movie super fun movie. All right, and our next one is going to be The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. This one is just a straight zombie comedy. This one has uh, some known uh, actors in it and uh, some relatively unknown actors. It's uh, got Ty Sheridan. Uh, you all know him from his uh, Ready Player One and also Cyclops from the Marvel, the new uh, X-Men uh, in the Marvel series uh, from Fox. And it has, uh, who was that girl? Uh, Sarah Dumont plays yeah. plays the niece. Yeah, Sarah Dumont, but no, the other one, uh, uh, Halston Sage. You said that she was from something. I remember her from a, a TV show that I was watching that was like super fucking cool. She was Dazzler in the Dark Phoenix uh, series, also. Oh, that's right, that's right. I, remember I didn't right actually yeah. even remember that. Like, uh, oh, Prodigal Son. So she played uh, Ainsley Whitley, and she was a main role in that. That show was super cool. It was like a profiler uh, show. This uh, this guy, Tom Payne, he plays uh, Malcolm Bright, who uh, was a formerly uh, disgraced FBI profiler. His dad is a killer, like a serial killer. So he's like, kind of got a you know one foot in the grave, and um, and they're just kind of like people look at him weird because of the situation, you know. You know, is this guy going to become like his dad? He's also got some serious, uh, like, mental uh, issues uh, when it comes to, uh, like, visions and things like that. Um, It was a super cool show. Lou Diamond Phillips was in it. uh, But she was in it, and she played uh, his sister. And uh, the guy who was the dad is Michael Sheen. And we know him from the... um, the underworld movies. He was the uh, the Lycans, uh, like the leader of the Lycans. Right, right. Like he did such an outstanding act, uh, acting job in this show. But that's where I know her from. Yeah, she plays the um, the love interest, right? Yeah, she's the love interest uh, that uh, Ty Sheridan is infatuated with. Who I think you said is the uh, sister to uh, one of his friends. So yeah, the um, Carter uh, character uh, played yeah. by Logan Miller. Yeah, so he's Carter Grant, and then uh, Halston uh, Sage is uh, Kendall Grant. And then you got Joey Morgan, who plays uh, Augie Foster, and uh, Ty Sheridan's character's name is Ben Gowdy, or Gowdy, or I'm not sure that's how you pronounce it. But uh, those three boys are scouts, and uh, their scout leader is uh, David uh, Koshner. Uh, you know him, he's a relatively... Yeah. Uh, funny, funny guy. Yeah, well-known character actor uh, from Anchorman, played the uh, cowboy. And then uh, this is another one that has Cloris Leachman in it. Yeah, it must have been one of her last, if not her last, uh, performances, right? One. Yeah, she was like the uh, the old the old lady, the old cat lady. Yeah, the old cat lady. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like some just random people kind of sprinkled through here. Uh, Blake Anderson uh, from uh, Workaholics. Right. 
he's in the beginning of the movie. He plays Ron, the janitor. Yeah, so yeah. that's when the uh, the outbreak happens, um, or at least when the the like the reasoning for the zombie apocalypse for this movie is at the laboratory that he's uh, cleaning. Uh, also has uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, Patrick Schwarzenegger, who plays the uh, the 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 same like character. Not this he doesn't play the same character, but there's always that character in every movie that's the asshole like. You know, tough guy, um, or the you know, the, what would you say it was? Um, what would you call it? There's like a word for it, or like a term. Um, a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the um, <laughs> yeah, he's like the bully type, right? Who, uh, uh, he's the boyfriend of the of the love interest. So, um, our hero here has to uh, overcome that. Yeah. So yeah, this movie uh, starts off with uh, the the three boys uh, planning to uh, go out and have one more adventure. Uh, looks like Ben and Carter are looking to ditch the scouts and leave Augie behind. Uh, and Augie has no idea of what's going on, and they're kind of too afraid to tell him. So they they figure they would go out one last time and and you know do a camp out with their. Uh, with their scout leader Rogers, you know, from there it's just kind of uh, one thing leads to another. Yeah, it gets pretty crazy later when all the when all the zombies are running around. And, uh, th- there's some there's some really good uh, um, uh, also special effects on this one. Some really convincing ones. Yeah, yeah, the um, practical effects are really good. Yeah, there's this one zombie, you know, your your classic zombie. Now you you, you see it a lot in zombie movies. The the one with the without the jaw and just like a tongue. Uh, hanging out. <laughs> uh, this guy is played by um, Matty Cardarpo, I think is <laughs> how, I pronou- how you pronounce it. Probably butchered it. Um, but you've, you've seen this guy before. He he always <coughs> plays like this awkward, weird guy in, in, in uh, teen movies. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so when the zombie apocalypse like uh, starts to pop off, um, they come in contact with uh, this cocktail waitress at a strip club. Um named Denise who's played by Sarah DeMont she just throughout the entire time that they're together she's just like an ass kicker uh, you know basically is like saving their ass like left and right yeah yeah she's super bad super badass in this one so yeah there's a, there's a scene where the boys like uh, Augie finally finds out like uh, that they are planning on quitting and so there's you know there, there's that the like most of these like uh, angst movies where the they have some kind of like uh, falling out yeah so they have a falling out. Uh, he goes to his scout master's or scout leader's house to try and get some, uh, to try and basically be consoled. You know, like, you know, he's still staying in the scouts and he wants, uh, I'm guessing he's going to try to get the, the leader to talk some sense into the boys. But when he gets to the house, like he's attacked by the scout uh, leader because the scout leader is now a zombie at some point that he got, he got bit or attacked. Yeah, yeah, he gets in the forest, right? He's he's just like walking around in the forest, and uh, uh, he gets bit by the uh, the guy we see in the beginning, the doctor, I think, the guy that w- that, that was in the in the lab. Uh, he gets killed alongside with the uh, the uh, Ronda Janitor. Oh yeah. And then you see him just walking around in the forest and uh, attacks uh, Scout Leader. It's weird how he just finds his way home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You always see him like you always see him again, and, and it's always like, "How did you get here?" Yeah, it's weird. Like they say, how zombies are just basically dumb as shit, but it's like I don't think so. Like they usually find their way back to familiar, uh, familiar areas. Yeah, yeah. You like know? they're running on automatic or something. Yeah, yeah. There is 
I watched this movie such a while ago, like it's I should have rewatched it, and that's uh, that seems to be my mo lately. Like, yeah, let's do a podcast about these movies, but I'm not gonna watch them. So <laughs> now I'm trying to go off a of memory after the scout uh, leader scene. What, don't they go to like the the cat lady's house? Yeah, yeah. After because they discover that the um, the bully. Uh, uh, his name is Jeff, uh, played by Patrick Schwarzenegger, gave him the wrong address, told him that they could go to a party that they were going to, and uh, but he gives them the wrong address so that they don't make it to the party. Does this on purpose. So when they figure this out, they, uh, they decide that uh, the brother remembers that in the diary, her, his sister's diary, uh, she probably, she writes everything down. So probably the, uh, the address, the correct address, will be in her diary. So they uh, they make their way to um, back to their house, but they have to uh, they have to escape because um, a bunch of zombies are trying to uh, trying to get to them and trying to kill them. And uh, yeah, they make it uh, to the to the old lady's house. Yeah. Yeah, we totally skipped a scene. Like uh, there was a scene where uh, not not only after they met up with Denise in in the strip club is that they make it to the police station. And then they find out the that the oh, town's right. yeah they find out that the town has been evacuated and then uh, like zombie horde chases them into like uh, the holding cell and they wait there for hours until like uh, uh, it looks like the zombies hear something uh, from outside which seems to be some music uh, and then they all leave so that enables them to um, get out of the cell in the process of leaving the um, police station there's more zombies around so they they, they finally like see them and, and start to go towards them and as they're trying to get away from the zombies they're they have to like uh, get through this fence and i can't remember if the fence was locked already and they just kind of like squeeze their way through the fence or if they hop the fence or if the fence was open and they closed it and locked it so that's that's kind of slipping my mind of of that scene but that scene was as one of the funnier scenes to me because as they were as they were on the other side of the fence and the zombies are trying to like push their way through the fence and trying to get through the opening that's that's chained closed one of the female officers is trying to like push her way through and as she's doing that her oh yeah <laughs> her uniform uh shirt rips open exposing her breasts and so carter runs over and uh pulls out his phone and does like a selfie like with her while she like just from a, a safe distance so she can't grab him or bite him but he's got like you know her breast like in the background with while he's taking a selfie and then they're like yelling at everybody's like yelling at him come on let's go let's go and you know he's still just you know en enamored by her breasts <laughs> and then be but before he goes he gives them the old double honk like yeah. physically like honks them and then like runs away like he's all like proud of himself yeah yeah that's pretty funny i think uh the actress played uh, uh, that adult zombie. I, th I think her name is uh, Janelle Islas, whom I, I've never seen anywhere else. But yeah, that was the actress. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and then uh, so then they meet up. Um, so they're making their way down the road, and uh, they uh, get picked up by uh, uh, a corporal. Looks like from the military, and uh, they're trying to get to the address that they think uh, that they're going to for that party, and it tends to be fake. So right. Uh, as they're basically like sitting on the side of the road trying to figure it out, like uh, that, that corporal gets bit. Yeah, it turns into a zombie, yeah, attacks them. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, so now they gotta like basically like uh, flee from that, and then they make their way t to town, back to town. They go to a hardware store uh, before they're heading to the party, and the, you said that that's where they uh, they make shift some weapons. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the that was that was one of the cool parts <coughs> of the movie is. Uh, 
uh, they really use like all of their uh, scout knowledge to uh, MacGyver themselves uh, a bunch of like really cool makeshift weapons. Yeah, and I was kind of like, because uh, my son's a, a scout, so I was trying to see like if they were actually showing anything that you know that he would have learned, you know, like different knots and 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 things of that sort from the scouting. But uh, it wasn't very. It was just kind of like one of those montage scenes where you're just like quickly going through it, you know, putting shit together and, you know, it's like, here's a knife on a stick and it's, you know, it's, right. it's tied. It's already tied on there. So you don't see them actually doing the tying. And uh, But yeah, it's, it's a, uh, I was really hoping to see a lot more like scouting stuff just from the sheer title. It, it, I guess and yeah. because they're wearing the uniform, it was, that was scout enough for them. Right. Um, and then actually, you know, like how they were talking about going on the, the camp out um, and then had, they had their scout leader, which is weird because they're only three kids in the scout leader uh, in scouting. It's they have a, a thing called two deep. So uh, with every one scout, you have to have actually two adults. So no, no funny business happens, you know, because there's a, there's a lot of sickos out there. Yeah. And yeah. you want to make sure that these kids are protected. So it's just it's a weird take on on this movie for them to have like these three boys and the one adult. Yeah. That was uh, kind of like the running joke too, right? That nobody wanted to join them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so being from scouting myself, like, uh, as a leader, like just seeing this, I was just like, man, this is all sorts of wrong. <laughs> so yeah, they, it looks like they finally, uh, they finally find the party. Um, they get there with their makeshift weapons. And then, uh, what you said at this point, Patrick is, uh, was bit and turned right he turns into a zombie and that's uh yeah that's where you get ben exacting his revenge against the bully and getting the grill uh in, in the process yeah and the trio looks like they reunited also um along the way um and then towards the end of the movie too the augie the odd man out was talking about how he built a bomb and it's hidden in ben's backpack oh yeah so and they managed to uh, to use that it, and to explode and kill all the zombies yeah, yeah, and uh, they escape through, like, some sort of, like, trash chute or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, when they, after everything's all said and done, like, the, mili- the actual military, like, finally arrives, um, you know, to, to, to see, you know, like, what they can do to save the day. And it's, like, it's already taken care of. Yeah. Like, the scouts took care of it. Well, them and Denise. But yeah, it's it, it was a fun movie. Uh, lots of lots of uh, corniness, lots of funny jokes. I, like I said, I wish I would have uh, loved to see more actual scout stuff. Be a little more legit. Yeah, but, yeah. But they, I, they I, I, I can see how it was, more, yeah. yeah, I can see how it was their funny take on it. You know. Right, right. Yeah, and no, overall, a funny movie, uh, worth a watch. Uh, lots of cool zombies. My favorite scene, my my favorite funny scene, I think was the one where. Um, they have to escape the house because it's full of zombies, but they're in the second floor, and uh, they have a trampoline uh, downstairs. So they're trying to um, jump on the uh, jump out the window uh, into a trampoline, and each of them um, make the make their jump, and, um, and they have to make it over over a fence uh, to the neighbor's house. They each make their jump, and Ben is the last one, and he actually finds the uh, the diary that they were looking for. But the uh, but the zombies are closing in, and, and now the room is full of zombies, and he's trying to jump out the, uh, the window. But it, but the zombies keep grabbing at him, and there's this old uh, man zombie like in a in a bathrobe in a yeah like a bathrobe or something, or maybe he's just completely naked. I forgot. But the point is, um, as as Ben is trying to jump out the window, <coughs> he gets he gets grabbed, so like he he uh, he loses his balance, and he's not he's not able to jump completely. So he's just like grabbing at whatever he can he can. Um, hoist himself up from and what does he grab <laughs> he grabs the old man penis and he's just 
holding on for dear life as the penis just elongates and extends more and more. <laughs> and as he's falling, he's he's trying to he's trying not not to fall, and, and finally the penis just snaps, and he falls onto the trampoline, and luckily makes it out over 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 the fence. But oh that God. shit was insane. I remember the trampoline part, but I don't remember <laughs> old man penis. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, I definitely have to rewatch this now. Yeah. Just for the sheer comedy. That's, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> Shit snaps. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Scouts. Uh, Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. Pretty uh, good. Check it out if you haven't already checked it out. It's definitely worth the watch. Uh, 2015 movie. Uh, definitely pure zombie comedy. Uh, that's great. <laughs> Next on our list is uh, Dark Shadows. So this one's more of a dark fantasy. There is some comedy in it, but this one's got a, a plethora of, of stars in it. Yeah. This is, uh, we talked a little bit about it in our Tim Burton um, episode, episode nine. That's right. Because uh, this is a Tim Burton movie. And obviously it stars Johnny Depp, but also along with him in the cast is or was uh, Burton's uh, longtime um, partner, Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah, good um, actress. Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Ava Green, Jackie Earl Haley, Johnny Lee Miller, Chloe Grace uh, Moritz, or Moretz. Mm-hmm. I never know how to pronounce that. No, me neither. <laughs> and Bella, Bella Heathcote. I'm not sure who she is. Uh, she's in a dual role, it says. And then uh, Christopher Lee, who has a small role, which I can't even remember him being in this movie. But I remember at one point reading that he was, uh, he was like the dude that was at the at the bar who was like the on on the wharf or something like that. Like he was like one of the fishermen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The king of the fishermen spends a lot of time in the in the the local pub called the Blue Whale. Oh, Alice Cooper shows that. Uh, He's in this, but it says he plays himself. He plays himself, huh? But I don't remember Alice Cooper being in this movie either. So, like, him and Christopher Lee are, like, drawing blanks for me. But uh, this movie is a take on the uh, old soap opera with the same title and same character. Uh, Johnny Depp plays a character named Barnabas Collins, who is a, a vampire from the 1800s. Uh, back in the day, like in the 60s, they had a, a soap opera. Um, called Dark Shadows and uh, Barnabas Collins and it was about him and his family. He was a vampire that came back uh, from the 1800s into into modern time which at that time was the 60s so it's whatever was going on. Then they also tried to revamp this this series again back in the 90s like it was like the late 90s Uh, same thing but it only lasted I think maybe a couple seasons didn't do very well. But the old uh, the old series my mom used to watch and she would always talk about it and I've caught some uh, some pieces of it like on YouTube and it seemed really cool. Uh, the guy that they had playing Barnabas was like really creepy looking and he, he played the part really well. Yeah. Um, very, very hammer like um, from like the 60s. So, yeah, I never saw the series, but uh, so from what I understand, uh, it wasn't a comedy, right? No, yeah, these, these were just like straight up soap operas like uh, like General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, One Life to Live, like oh wow, <laughs> you know, like those type of soap operas during the day that people like the like uh, housewives and stuff would watch. Uh, this is what it was like aired to, except for this was more of along the lines of like supernatural and and 
Yeah, yeah, vampires and stuff. Yeah, and the vampires <laughs> like very, That's very cool. uh, non-traditional for for its time, you know. Oh yeah, like you got something like that in the '60s. Although, like they had the Munsters and the Adams Family going on in the '60s as well. So maybe they thought if uh, they could make a soap opera, you know, along with that that type of horror theme. Um, yeah, yeah. I would have thought um, it would be a comedy as well, but yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. That's pretty pretty serious. Yeah, <laughs> pretty serious. Yeah, even interesting. Like, even the vampire show was was in the '60s. All right. So, yeah. like the '60s had a lot of uh, horror aspect going on uh, with it, but it didn't it didn't last very long. But yeah, this one's a this one's a comedy, um, dark fantasy, by Tim Burton. So, although a lot of his um, Tim Burton esque that's in movies uh, really wasn't in this movie. At yeah, least that, no. I've, that I've seen. Yeah, this one was, was kind of like like an odd one uh, in his in his trajectory, his repertoire. Yeah, it's like he tried to kind of stay true to the whole Dark Shadows lore, but um, you know it still had its still had its ups, you know, with the with some of the gags and and some of the jokes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Johnny Depp's actually he's he's got a good range when it comes to comedy. He's a pretty good com- comedic actor. Yeah, as well. I mean, he's, I think he's a great character actor overall, yeah. you know, being from a leading man to still being able to do characters, you know, and, and really, like, engulf himself into these people. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to him. Like, he just, like, full-on makeup. Like, he's just, like, pale as fuck. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, he's got the, the long nails. Yeah, he got the long nails, and he just really, like, engulfs this character. Yeah, yeah. His facial expressions are, are really cool in this one. Yeah, so it looks like he has uh, had a relationship with uh, Ava Green's character, and uh, she put a curse on him, uh, causing him to, to I don't know, fall asleep, but like uh, basically slumber until he was awoken uh, in modern time here in the 20th century or the 21st century. Uh, that way, he's now like in the real world of of today, and he's he's kind of. He's not like freaking out, but he's like trying to understand, you know, how everything's working. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a culture clash there, right? Yeah, definitely a shock for him. And uh, you know, then he's he's running into his family at the mansion, so you know, obviously he's still under the impression that this is his place. Oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then he has to come. With, he has to basically make a deal uh, with his, you know, current family members, um, and then he. He makes a deal to help them because their business is not doing very well. So he he tells them that they would help. He would help them, you know, get their business thriving again. Um, and then at that point, they find out who the rival is is the uh, is Ava Green's character, which used to be his ex, um, and she's a witch. So she obviously survived through time uh, to to the current modern time, and she's trying to put uh, the Collins out of business. Uh, with her business and so now it's kind of like a, a fight between the two but you know in more of business stature opposed to like you know a vampire versus witch yeah really cool stuff yeah it's it's got a, it's got a lot of cool things um in in the movie itself uh, like i said it's 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 got a lot of good jokes um it's not overall like a comedy but you know it's it's got its moments and it's 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 a fun movie Oh, I guess the the modern time is 1972, so it is 20th century, not 21st century. Ah, yeah. 
on that Bella Heathcote uh, playing dual roles. She was, she played two characters. She played Victoria Winters and Josette uh, Dupre, who was like a love interest of Barnabas and some. Oh, like in a, like in a flashback, like flashback scenes. Yeah, I guess. I'm so I'm still trying to figure her out because she's not very familiar to me either in the, in this movie. Like I'm trying to figure out how she, how she plays into the part because. I thought that Ava Green's character was his um, was his person that he was like he had the the relationship with, and then she like had some kind of vendetta against him, and that's why she like uh, put him into that slumber. But yeah, you got Michelle Pfeiffer. She plays the family ma- uh, matriarch. Uh, he she's the one that Barnabas comes in contact with and and um, strikes a deal uh, to help them get their get their family business back in order. Uh, Helena Bottom Carter plays. A live-in psychiatrist, so she's not even related to the family, but she's there to deal with uh, all the basically the family drama. Johnny Lee Miller, he plays Michelle Pfeiffer's brother. Chloe Grace Moretz plays uh, Carolyn Stoddard, who's Elizabeth's daughter, who's played by Michelle Pfeiffer. She's also revealed to be some kind of uh, werewolfess uh, later in the film. Then you got uh, Goalie uh, McGarth who plays David Collins, who's Roger's uh, 10-year-old son, and Roger is Johnny Lee Miller's character. And then Jackie Earl Haley plays the caretaker for the Colin Woods mansion. And then an actress named Ray Shirley, she plays the uh, Colin Woods elderly maid. And then uh, Christopher Lee plays uh, Silas, the king of the fishermen, and Alice Cooper is himself. So, And then just uh, sprinkled in, you know, just other character actors. But it's a uh, it's it's a good movie. I liked it a lot when I watched it. It's it's definitely a different take on the whole like uh, uh, Barnabas Collins story and and his family. Uh, they seem like they kind of veered off a little bit and did their own thing. You know, obviously it's Tim Burton. Tim Burton's going to be Tim Burton. You know, but he still tried to keep it true to as close to possible as as, as like Dark Shadows, like the old '60s uh, soap opera. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's worth a watch. Anything you know, Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, and just the cast alone. You know. With all these these A-list actors and actresses, you know, especially Ava Green, like uh, she's awesome. I, I've loved everything that she's been in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, the movie I did like the movie as well, but I think it was more for like the fans of the TV show. And uh, yeah, as a Tim Burton fan, it was like like you mentioned one of the least Tim Burtony Tim Burton movies. Yeah, uh, uh, that he's got out. <clears throat> but yeah, because yeah, he it, has he has that that. He has those little touches that, that go into his movies, and none of that was in this, at least that I saw yeah, or that yeah. I remember. But it does make me want to uh, go back and maybe try and watch a, a few episodes of the of the old soap opera to see, uh, make, make sort of like comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would definitely uh, do that. Like I said, it's available out there. Um, last time I saw some episodes where they were on YouTube. Oh, cool. Yeah. You can check it out there. Um, you know, maybe some of the streaming uh, services might even have it, uh, or... We'll just have to tackle the pirate and say, "Hey, get us, uh, get us some dark shadows from the '60s." Yeah, but yeah, definitely, definitely a cool movie for uh, for all you fans of the old soap uh, from '60s or '90s. And that one was released in 2012. So, but if you want to hear more about it, uh, go listen to episode nine. Um, we'll talk more about it in that uh, being a Tim Burton movie. And then last uh, that we have uh, for this episode is honorable mention um is the scary movie film series so pure horror comedy you know this is where they 
they uh, they shine at their best. Uh, big time uh, parody films, so they parody a lot of different movies. The series prompted out five movies from 2000 to 2013. Scary Movie, Scary Movie 2, Scary Movie 3.5, which is funny uh, in itself, and then Scary Movie 4, and then Scary Movie 5. And then you have uh, Keenan Ivory Waynes directed the first two scary movies. David uh, Zucker directed the next two scary movies. And then the last one was directed by Malcolm Lee. Yeah, I think the first two were my favorite. Um, those are those are like, you know, the classic ones. And uh, yeah, pure, pure parody. Um, you can point out a, a bunch of stuff that, you know, a lot of uh, classic horror movies that they just poke fun at. And it's pretty, they're funny. They're, they're re- very silly, but... They're funny. They, they got some good gags. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I liked about it wasn't continuity, but they had uh, Anna Ferris and Regina Hall yeah. actually played the same characters in all four movies uh, up until the fifth. In the fifth, they, they completely changed the um, the actors in this movie. Right. So this is the uh, scary movie five is the first one for uh, Anna Ferris and Regina Hall uh, not to be featured in it. Yeah, uh, but yeah. it does make the return of Simon Rex, who was in scary movie four. Oh, he was also in scary movie three as well. So he played in the last three scary movies and then as were Anna and Regina played in the first four scary movies but they uh, looks like they replaced both the ladies with uh, Ashley Tisdale who I think at the time she was hot coming off of uh, High School Musical I think that's where she's from uh, she was a Disney actress <coughs> yeah High School Musical uh, so she she ended that in 2008 so she was starting to get really like famous and uh, I think she started to try and uh, branch away from she was still doing comedy with this obviously but she was trying to branch away from like I guess Disney movie-esque uh, titles and, and movies and trying to get something a little more racier I guess thinking maybe like Scary Movie 5 um, was going to be like that uh, looks like also Charlie Sheen um, was also in Scary Movie 5 yeah, this one I don't know I didn't really like this one very much the premise and the plot of it just seems stupid Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan get together to make a sex tape there's a lot of people that played themselves in this uh, Charlie Sheen, Lindsay Lohan obviously were playing themselves. Mike Tyson was in it playing himself, but I think Mike Tyson always plays himself. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a character in in and of itself, you know. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Ashley Tisdale is the main character. Simon Rex, um, I guess, yeah, he was in the last three scary movies, three, four, and five. Or was he? No, it was like he was just in three and five. He was in a cameo appearance, but he was playing somebody else. So he plays a different character in, in Scary Movie 5, but in Scary Movie 3 and 4, they play the same uh, characters. And yeah, Charlie Sheen was in, in this one, but he's uncredited. So him and Simon Rex were also in all three of the, the last three movies, 3, 4, and 5. Because their parody was um, M. Night Shyamalan's um, Signs. And Charlie Sheen's character was the, the priest, and then uh, Simon Rex's character was Joaquin Phoenix's character, you know, the brother. Yeah. So, but he was also uh, parroting Eminem from 8 Mile, <laughs> being that up and coming. Oh, rapper. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Nah. Yeah, that shit was so silly. Yeah. And then he, he bombs at the at that one uh, rap battle or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, Scary Movie, uh, the, the film franchise, um, definitely was uh, a great film feature. Um originally parodying Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and then just basically working their way you know through the rest of the movies as as they kept pumping out new ones I like like I said I like the first four and number five just 
didn't really do anything for me. In fact, it was so just whatever. I don't even hardly even remember it. Yeah, not very memorable, the last one. But the first two were great. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think I think they should have kept the same formula going with Keenan Ivory Waynes. I don't, I'm not sure why he didn't continue on. I mean, uh, the Waynes brothers and family, like, those guys, like, just put out gold. They're so freaking talented and so funny. Well, yeah, that's our honorable mention. Uh, scary movie film series. They put out five movies between... 2000 and 2013 if you haven't checked them out uh definitely check them out let us know what you think let us know if you liked five <laughs> yeah uh not so much <laughs> <laughs> i really like the 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 first two movies but i feel like a lot of those jokes didn't age very well and uh, a lot of them also you could you can make those 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 type of jokes the, t- these days um, yeah, unfortunately, with cancel culture, like all these type of movies from back in the day were just, you know, they were gold then, but now it's like if you try to redo that, I mean, you're you're just asking for, you know, complete backlash. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's there for me. There were always these kind of movies that I already had to be in a, a in like a funny mood to watch them, as opposed to like watching something like Young Frankenstein that would put me in a in a good mood, you know? I think for the scary movies, you already have to be in the mood for a silly movie like that uh, no, for I, it to work. I disagree with that. Like, maybe maybe from uh, Scary Movie 3 on to 5, yes, for me. Yeah. But I think the first two, first two, I could have been having a bad day, and, uh, you know, I walk in the theater or I walk at home, and someone has it on or something like that, and, you know, instantly I'm going to be like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay. And, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a good time. You know, just because I know that those two movies, yeah, the first two movies were just fucking gold. Like, especially the second movie. The yeah, second movie, I was, I every time I watch it, I'm in tears because of how funny it is. And it's just the ensemble, the the cast ensemble that they that they pull together. Like Chris Elliott's character, okay, yeah, the yeah. butler with the, yeah, with, with, the, the hand. with the little hand, yeah, and just <laughs> all the jokes that they do with him, uh, or, or like the the whole like battle between him and David Cross's character. Yeah, well, you know, David Cross is a, is a comedic genius, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. So I mean, just it's just pure comedy, and, and I'm just like, man, you know, I, that's why I was, I was really really anticipating to see like how Scary Movie Three was going to turn out, and then I heard that Keenan Ivory Wayans wasn't doing it, and then it was just kind of like it was like whatever, you know, I was like, oh well, now they're just it's really just a parody movie, you know, there is comedy in it, some parts of it are funny, but nothing, nothing like Scary Movie and Scary Movie Two, just the jokes that were written in, in both those movies just you know, were just funny as hell. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, definitely, definitely did not age well, like you said. They definitely could not be retold today. No, no, no. I think that's that's part of the reason uh, the the last scary scary movie five was so bad, right? Because they couldn't do anything, uh, and um, not only that, I mean, the movie was just bad. Uh, so I'm not justifying how bad the writing was and how just everything about it was <laughs> just not very good. But um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on, on, on the first two. Yeah, it just seems like they're grasping at straws, like towards that last one. But yeah, the first two, gold. Yeah, just fire, awesome. Like, yeah, I would, you know, fuck all the rest. Just if you, <laughs> if you're gonna watch scary movie for film franchise, just just watch one and two, in my opinion. That's really all you need. Yeah. Totally. Any anything after that, you're just kind of you're asking for trouble. You have anything else you want to add to the uh, horror comedy? No, I think we went through the whole list now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we. Uh, yeah, cool. We made it to the end. <laughs> you made it to the end. <laughs> 
thanks for listening. <laughs> so yeah, that was episode 14, horror comedy. Um, if you guys liked what you heard, um, give us some feedback. If you didn't like what you heard, also give us some feedback. We'd like to know what we can do to, to make the next podcast better for you. Also, if you uh, haven't seen any of these movies that we've uh, talked about, uh, please go out and check them out. Uh, especially Young Frankenstein. Funny, funny movie. Mel Brooks, Gene Wilder, comedic geniuses. Uh, the Addams Family, a fun, fun time uh, movie series. At least the first two. The third one, not so much. And then the animated ones were, were okay. Beetlejuice um, definitely didn't age very well. Um but you know it's still it's still a good movie in its own right you can see the beginnings of uh, tim burton's uh, uh, creative little world and also stay tuned for beetlejuice 2 coming out here uh, in 2024 oh yeah and then you got Shaun of the dead um just comedic geniuses of uh, edgar wright and uh, simon Pegg. and then dead alive uh, peter jackson's uh, second movie that he made um, bloodbath yeah. bloodbath bloodbath buckets of blood jesus <laughs> christ scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse very very fun movie um about some scouts basically fighting the zombies and what they would do uh to survive and then the uh our honorable mention of the scary movie uh, film franchise like i said first two fuck the rest in my opinion yeah second that <clears throat> so yeah that's our podcast. Um, if you guys liked everything that you heard, please uh, follow our podcast. If you're recommended uh, to us by a friend, uh, please give us a like. Um, smash that subscribe button. Hit the bell for all future notifications. You can find us on our social media through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, Rumble, TikTok. You can also find the podcast on all the podcasting uh, networks. Uh, mainly Apple Podcasts, Spotify for Podcasters, and Google Podcasts. If you liked the music that you hear in the beginning and uh, outro, that is by a band named Zayo. Uh, the song is a raw, mixed version of Creator Destroyer off their new album, The Crimson Corridor. And you can find all about Zayo at their website, zayoonline.net. We'd also like to give a big shout-out to Liquid Death, for unofficially sponsoring this episode. They're actually murdering our thirst through these uh, close to two hours <laughs> of podcasts that we've been putting out lately. Yeah, as we speak. Yeah, as we speak. So death to plastic, murder your thirst, liquid death. And you can also find all of our information uh, at our website if you don't go on any of our socials. And our website is www.thehorrorscene.com. And right there, you can find all your information about both of us and all about the horror that's going on. Uh, th thank you for listening. Uh, it's uh, always such a, a pleasure uh, podcasting with you, Brandon, and uh, and for all of you uh, listening. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, same. I, uh, I enjoy my podcasting time with you too, Olin. I couldn't have done it at all by myself. I just don't understand how these guys can do podcasts by themselves. Like, it just you need someone to talk to. You need someone to banter yeah, with. Some feedback. Some feedback. Yeah, you need some fe feedback. You need that, that second voice in there. Yeah, it's just crazy. With that, uh, remember to stay creepy. Keep it spooky. From our grave to yours, these have been your last rites.
this is last.